everyone, welcome to Pro Football Ireland. We are going to look at our linebackers today on the PFI College Football Show as we look ahead to the NFL Draft, which is not too far away now, April the 27th. Who is going to go first in the NFL Draft? Let's see what happens. Today we're going to look at linebackers joined by the usual crew of Dara Carter, Colonel Diggin and Michael Lavery. Uh, Dara, let's, let's cut the crap. Let's not slag each other about Armar, Tyrone or Tito or anything. <laughs> let's get straight into it, yeah? Um, I can't pronounce this guy's first name, so I was going to say a second name. Henley, the linebacker out of Washington State. Now, this is a really, really interesting guy because his development and his potential ceiling is just superb. He uh, transferred to Washington State and obviously had a really, really good season. But more so in terms of his ability and in terms of his strengths, I mean, the guy is really interesting. His talent is there. Like, you can see it and he really, really looks the part. He's got a very, very good build. His height's excellent and his, his athleticism is, is superb. And uh, In coverage, he's so capable of uh, turning, running with tight ends, and he's going to be a beast on the field. And um, You would say, though, he is a bit in the small side, but he's for me, he's the best linebacker in this class. Prove me wrong, but do you think being on the small side when it comes to being a linebacker is an issue? Um, I think the game is certainly evolving towards smaller linebackers now as, as we obviously it's it's a more pass heavy game, but you're seeing these smaller players able still able to hold up against bigger offensive linemen in the run game and still able to take off blocks. I think that's something you saw in Henley at, at Washington. You know, there yeah, there's definitely definitely a no shortage of massive offensive linemen out in the West Coast in America. And he had to deal with quite a lot of them at, at his time at Washington State. And so I think you know it, it's when you have that coverage ability, the natural movement from sideline to sideline, the range he had, I think uh, he ran, yeah, four, six, three in the, in the 40 at the combine, which is plenty fast enough for any linebacker. And uh, I think that the size is something that teams aren't factoring in as much going forward now in, in their linebackers. That's just the way the game has evolved as of late. Well, this guy had one hell of a senior bowl, mate. And if you have one hell of a senior bowl, people are going to take notice. Yeah, like uh, the Senior Bowl is one of those things where it's a good it's a good way for these guys who have flown under the radar a lot of the year, or guys who you know usually when we're talking about elite draft prospects, we're talking about the guys who are underclassmen, and you know we're like this guy's we've been expecting him to to be a great player for two or three years now, but like the Senior Bowl is really when we get to see. The, the hidden gems, I guess, of the draft because these guys have been really, really working hard at their craft and not been getting the recognition and finally get the chance to do it. And Dayon Henley was definitely one of those guys because this like you talked about his his unique change to linebacker because he started off as a wide receiver and you see a lot of the wide receiver skills with him and like he's played a little bit of cornerback I remember he's played I think in high school he was also a quarterback so he uses kind of he's used kind of all these past experiences to help him develop into an action to actually be you know a good linebacker and especially to be a good like sub slash nickel linebacker really who can like he picks up tight ends and receivers very well like and he gets he's he's kind of one of those guys who he since he hasn't been playing the position for too long he's more instinctual than he is technical right now but if the instincts are so good and you find someone who can just teach him the technical side even to an above average level like 
everything else would kind of just fall into place for him. And he works really, really hard. Like you have to work hard if you're going to change from being an offensive player, like a wide receiver to be a middle linebacker who's going to just fly around the field. So I think he's maybe he's not my top player, but he's one of the most interesting people in this draft. Going on what Connell said there, Michael, you know, he probably will start his career in, in the nickel position there. And that will allow him to be fast and that will allow him to have a, you know, a, a serious impact. Hopefully in his case, from the get go, obviously stuff to work on there, but he could be a real sleeper for teams in this draft. Yeah, he definitely could. And sort of that versatility across positions is definitely going to play into his favour. Um, a lot of the notes on this guy is just saying how, how quickly he plays and how, how much uh, hustle he displays when he's on the field. You know, he's always going right away to the whistle blown. Um, another thing about him as well is a lot of people have said that he, he's been brilliant in special teams, um, which teams, obviously, they're looking at him for his primary position of linebacker. But if he can come in, and instantly improve a team's special teams unit, then that just puts his value up uh, and, and his draft uh, stock even higher. Absolutely. Uh, let's look at another Clemson guy on these draft previews. A lot of Clemson guys, Dara. Uh, Trenton Simpson. Now, I watched a bit of tape. I watched the... Um, oh, God, I can't remember who they played last year. If it was Florida or if it, it was Georgia Tech last year, I think it was. And his athleticism, but more so, Dara, his his explosiveness and his, his ability to just jump into a tackle stood out for me. And you, and you start to think to yourself, geez, if you can get him into your team and, and really, you know, continue to mentor him over the first few seasons in this league, he could be unreal, but he really does need to bulk up, doesn't he? Because he's not at the, in my opinion, he's not at the size of a linebacker yet for me. Well, I think you, uh... You, you mentioned the, the pursuit speed and the explosiveness, explosiveness of him. I mean, it's a great asset for any team that uh, really, if you can use him and use his traits correctly, he can be really, really dangerous as a pass rusher. And he, that was something that really wreaked havoc. I thought Clemson sort of took, went away from that in his final season there. I, I believe he played better uh, just two years ago compared to this past season I think maybe it was a change in the the role that he was playing in the team maybe they just wanted less aggressiveness out of their linebackers but you know when you let him really let his in six take over and and just roam free and attack the ball he's he's probably the best linebacker in this class and it's it's really one of the the things that I like the most about him and it, it's a rare ability that you don't really see out of these players very often there you go. There's your TikTok moment, folks. Uh, Connell, obviously, uh, as Dar was saying, one of the best guys in this class, if not the best at his position. Uh, his awareness of reading plays is superb. And his awareness is up there with anyone. However, you know, you would look at his hand usage. Could he try and improve on that? But I, I, I'm being prudent here and I'm, I'm picking holes of the guy that is very, very good for his age and for his position. Yeah, I think... The reason actually, you know, Dara said his his performance two years ago was better than this year. And that's because they Clemson actually switched him from an outside linebacker into a middle linebacker. And because of his, you know, as we said, he doesn't have, you know, that whole lot of he's not a big body or he needs to put on a little bit more weight to actually contend that kind of, you know, 
diminished his his impact on the game. So I think if an NFL team does pick him up, he has to be an outside linebacker. Um, just because one, because he's an absolute you know freak. Like he'll just go out and he'll hit anything that moves, so long as it has the ball in its hands. Like that's how that's how much he just wants to to hit some somebody. And you know, I think looking at everything he is able to do, you know, he's good enough in coverage. Like he has, he had one of the fastest 40s uh, for linebackers this year. He's a great blitzer as well. So I, I think, you know, sometimes he can get a little bit over overconfident uh, when it comes to trying to lay that big hit on a player. But when he does it, like he makes sure it lands and the guy doesn't want to come back to his side of the field. Absolutely. And just going to what these boys said, Michael, uh, Brian Baldinger, Baldy's very high up and I'm describing him as a plug and play option. Is there any team that you could see him going to in this draft? Well, that's always a great compliment to get to get from Baldy, a plug and play. You know, it just instantly will boost his draft stock. Um, Absolutely. I'm sort of looking at the Saints there. Um, as we were mentioning a bit earlier about their sort of decimation sort of right across the board this offseason. Um you know, a guy like that coming in that's just sort of pro-ready. Um, obviously, there's a few things we mentioned there about maybe wanting to bulk up a little bit. But uh, this guy's great at sort of dissecting players from the get-go. Um, it's sort of his overexcitedness, his eagerness that Connell was talking about there is something that'll have to be sort of, you know, reined back in a wee bit if he, if he wants to make the proper jump to the pro level. Um, it's all well and good wanting to go and wanting to hit somebody and wanting to get there. But if you're sort of, if you're a step too quick or you're becoming a little bit predictable, then, you know, pro-level offences will just pick that apart, you know, way too quickly. So maybe that's something that he needs to work on is just sort of controlling himself a little bit better. But, uh, yeah, a compliment like that from Baldy will definitely go a long way for helping him. Talking about a guy that's pro-ready going to Iowa now, uh, Jack Campbell, Dara. This, this guy's instincts is just unreal. He's, you just know to look at the way he plays, his energy, his love for the game. He will start in his league day one. His smartness of the game, his IQ of football is clear to see in the way that he plays. He plays hard. Um, this is the guy that's going to have a full career. And it's like, I'm, I'm going to call it now and say he will be a pro bowler within two years. I, I think he's just a great, great, great talent. And uh, I would love him to join my team personally, if we had a draft. Yeah. In the <laughs> Unfortunately, he's could be waiting some time. I don't know if he's or high enough up to get him over there in Denver. But uh, I think uh, me and you are definitely on the same page with him. Uh, I he's he's actually my number one linebacker in the class. Um, before the combine, I, I watched this tape at Iowa State, and he was really what struck me was how much of a leader he was, how excellent he was. He called plays. He was all over the field. He read read exactly what the opponent was doing. It seemed like more than you'd see out of any linebacker in college football at that level. He um then he showed up at the combine and was put on one of the best linebacker performances we've ever seen. He had by the relative athletic score 99.8 percentile of athlete like that's just ridiculous numbers he was elite just about everywhere the 40 yard dash which obviously people will look to more than anything that was the only place where he wasn't ridiculously outstanding and even there he posted a very reasonable time so you know and i think you've got an awful lot to like out of jack campbell he's a definitely a, a, a later riser up the boards after that combine performance so it'll just be interesting to see how high he goes now once we get to the day well, it's amazing, though, just in terms of what Dara said, in this day and age, when some people do not be negative on the combine, but some people maybe question its relevance now when certain players have got pro days. 
this guy was sort of touted as a guy that was a potentially fantastic player, but he was touted before the combine as a guy that didn't have that next level of athletic ability. And look what he did at the combine. It just shows you on your day, you can shut a lot of people up. Yeah, like I think a lot of the the pre-draft stuff or the stuff on him I was reading, I had to actually go back and like recheck what date it was uploaded on because it ended up being uploaded before the draft. And a lot of people hadn't seen like everything I saw in him was like uh, maybe doesn't have the speed or maybe doesn't have the the burst to to be that game changing or playmaking linebacker you know like a like a Bobby Wagner or something like that even though he had every other trait but then you come back and you check you know those those guys who are writing about it you check their next mock draft or their next player grades thing he's shot right up and they were like oh this guy he has elite burst he has elite playmaking ability and you're like just two weeks ago you were saying he didn't have any of that so i like even i even had it here like he had i believe he had the fastest three cone or shuttle uh, of all the linebackers which was very unexpected and this is a guy who's six foot five you know 250 pounds something like that so He's probably the. I think he's definitely shot himself up to the top linebacker, or at least one of the top two linebackers. And I, I do think that, you know, maybe he the way he played is more suited to like the NFL of kind of 10, 15 years ago rather than the modern day NFL. But you know, if you have a guy, if he like just falls on your lap and you're picking in the draft, I feel like he's one of those people that like, you're just like, we're, okay, we're going best player available. doesn't matter what we need. We're picking this guy. He's going to be a leader on our defense for the next 10, 15 seasons. To be really prudent, Michael, he's a bit stiff in the hips, but you would look at any team that he could go into. And I'm already looking at that Dolphins team with Vic Fangio. They bring in Jalen Ramsey. Ooh, like imagine having this guy as a linebacker in Miami. Yeah, I'm actually looking the other way. I'm thinking about, imagine pairing him up with Micah Parsons in Dallas and just the absolute force that the pair of them could become down there. Um, I, I, like Connell, was looking at sort of mock drafts and whatever else, and the two that I'd looked at over the past couple of days, he wasn't mentioned anywhere on it in the first round, um, which just goes to show this sort of late burst that he's had and this sort of um, spring up uh, up draft boards that, that he, he's given himself. Um an exciting prospect, definitely. Uh, and yeah, you sort of mentioned about his hips and his fluidity and whatever else there. But uh, yeah, that that's if you stack everything else against them, the, the pros far outweigh the cons here. And a lot of teams will definitely look past that. And uh, yeah, this guy, this guy's going to be good. This is the final linebacker of our preview, and I have to say, boys. I said this on our first initial podcast when we looked at the some of the offensive players. This guy's got the best name in the draft. DeMarvian Overshown from Texas. There's a, a mouthful and a half. Eh? Um, Dar, his athleticism is just, is just so good. He's so fluid. His flexibility as a guy is just unreal. His length and his size match up very well as well. That being said, you know, from watching some tape, you would see that there's times where he can be a little bit slow to react and, I guess, diagnose what's going on on the field, and that can be an issue. But that also, as well, can be something that can be worked on um, over time. So this is the guy. I'd love to know where how, how high you think he could go. Yeah, I think he's he's probably not going to be in the first round. Um, it's going to be a question of how high he goes in the second round or there's a chance he slips to the third, but it, it's 
it's early right now. It's it's not easy to tell, obviously, until we get down to the nitty gritty of the week of the draft. But um, he's a. Uh, there's no question about the size or the length, really. Uh, the there is obviously some questions. He's not the most efficient tackler. He had plenty of missed tackles over his time at uh, Texas. Would you believe he's a fifth year senior? But he's only twenty two years old. Um, doesn't really make much sense that I don't. I don't know how that works. How does that um, make you feel as a, as a young buck? This guy's twenty two years of age and he's flying. Like, you know, it's mad. Yeah, I mean the clock's ticking. Definitely, Michael. Uh, really need to get my <laughs> act together. Um, I, I I think after five years I'll be a lot older than him though. That's my only issue at the minute. Um, so uh, obviously he's got so much experience over there at Texas, which is a a really blue chip program. Not known for their linebackers necessarily, but um. It's a it's an interesting one that definitely the age and the the experience. Don't worry about the age too much, lads. Like Connell, I'm I'm still telling myself that I'm I'll be I'll be ready as a 32 year old at the minute for 2026, my last last around this generation. So there's still time. And if you don't believe me, I told Stephen Kenny that in the Circle K in Monaghan in 2017 that I'd be ready for time. <laughs> And he looked at me and smiled. I was I was very hungover. Um, he. He doesn't have a lot of he doesn't have a lot of upper body strength at all though. Like that, that's the thing. Like I, look, look, none of these guys are the finished product, Connell, but that would be an issue for me, especially in this position. Yeah, like first off, don't feel too bad about yourself. I say I peaked athletically at the age of twelve or, or eleven <laughs> when my when I reached the coming a month school B final with my school. Um, but I think the thing with Overshawn is he's he's still adapting, he's still learning like this new position. Like I think he started, he I believe he started off as a safety. I'm not, I'm pretty sure it was actually a strong safety he started off as. So he, like he is still learning, and now this is his second year at the position, and he made a lot of great steps. You would have maybe expected just like him to be a bit better than what he was. Like you would have wanted a bigger step, but at least he did improved like he didn't get worse he didn't stay the same he got better and that's what a lot of people like like he tackles very hard I think you do just have to wonder like some team some team will will take him because they like his coverage ability because he carries that over from being a safe like that's that's really what he he projects out as he he projects out as a coverage safety he's not going to stay in the box he's not going to you know be an absolute menace of a run stopper like a jack campbell might be but he some team will like him enough whether i he seems personally if i were an nfl team he's a day four pick in my opinion you know just a guy i can take a flyer on use my fourth or fifth round pick on him Michael, 4.59, 40 yard dash first attempt. Not bad for a guy in that position. Uh, any team you think he could, uh, is there any team that you think he could go to? And uh, are you still prepping for like the All Ireland? And will that be the 30 or 40 year anniversary for Armagh in 2032, Michael? 20 year maybe? <laughs> no, well, I'll just wait till uh, July time here till we're celebrating our most recent one and then I'll start training the, the maybe break their end of the panel for the year after, you know, maybe give Geezer something to think about. But uh, no, for Overshown, um, yeah, definitely don't think he's a first-round talent. Second round, uh, if you're looking at it, I'm, I'm sort of thinking a, a little bit later in the day. Um, Tampa Bay, maybe, is improvement from, you know, the past couple of years. He's just been getting better as a player. Obviously, the position switch as well. I showed he's, he's, a, he's a great learner and, and he, he knows 
sort of the work that needs to be put in to improve his own game. And if he sort of if he continues on that trend and carries that into the pros, then yeah, he, he'll give himself a good shot at being a good player. But you mentioned it, Michael, like this far and away, I think so far anyway, uh, best name in the draft. Absolutely. That's our linebacker class. And uh, folks, you can listen to each position that we're going to preview on the Pro Football Ireland podcast network to search Pro Football Ireland. We'll be back as we start to get read up on our coverage of the NFL Draft Previews podcasts. Chat to you soon. It's not as well.